Hey, TCBs. I'm Ashley. I'm Amanders. And this is Allegeders? Yeah. No. No, it's Allegedly. Where, where, when did you become a Manders? You know, I really wasn't planning on saying that. It just kind of came out of my mouth. But you know what that makes you? Oh, God. A Mander only has two ways. That's the so problem. Ryan would be accurate in saying Amanda with two A's. He certainly would. <laughs> so first, I want to tell you. Um, so I listen to true crime and cocktails. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know that you and I reference a lot how we're like... The knockoff version of them. Yeah. I still don't know who's Christy and who's Lauren. No idea between you and I. Because I see qualities of you in both of them and me in both of them, right? Okay. Okay. But they were recently doing an episode and Christy said, ooh, I don't like a cocky man. That's you. And That's I, you. I went, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You're her. But That's then it. they also, oh God! <laughs> I sent this episode to James. They were talking about McDonald's. You don't like McDonald's? I don't like McDonald's, but. I love McDonald's. This is a conversation we would have. They were talking about out of the characters. Remember the characters of McDonald's? Yes. Like the Hamburglar. About yeah. their, their fuck abilities. Ooh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to send you the episode because I'm going, oh, my God. This is a conversation Amanda and I would have. Yep. Yep. What yep. is happening? Yep. We are so just not the knockoff version. Yep. We got to be. So I want to talk about some shit that's been going on in the medias. Oh. Yeah. I have some screenshots. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, first of all, uh, when we first started the podcast, I, th- I want to say it was first episode stuff, news, um, but it was like within the first couple episodes we were talking about the buffalo shooter we were the the supermarket shooting piece of crap from where we live from where we live yep um did you know that he was sentenced no that was not in our was that headlined here in our media um so i saw it on nyup.com but it says white supremacist who killed 10 black people at a buffalo supermarket was sentenced to Life in prison. Good. Without parole. Good. Even better. Even better. You know what they call those? LWAPs. <laughs> I that love everything. Too funny about that. That's, that's because it's life without without parole. parole. LWAP. Yeah, I love everything about that. Are they going to get him some sort of counseling in there? I don't know. I would counseling even help? I'm not even sure. I don't know. I'm not even sure. I could not tell you. Um. All right, I have another one for you. Um, all right, so hold on. I've got so many screenshots. This is like... Probably didn't help you last night, me sending please, you screenshots of please. nails. Well, that doesn't go into my screenshots unless I save them. Oh, got you. And then even then it's not that because I'm saving them from... Yeah, 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 got you. So a mafia hitman, okay... The mafia is still around? Yeah. There's oh. still mafia people. Oh, I knew that. So one of their hitmen 
has been on the run for 16 years. He's finally been arrested in France. Guess where they found him? At a McDonald's. No, but he was working as a pizza chef. What? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he was working in a pizza parlor and um, he was a pizza chef and he's been on the run for 16 years and they finally are just like, oh, we think we know you. <laughs> he was running, but in plain sight the yeah. entire time. And let's be honest, like he's just trying to make a living now. So I went to the comments because why not? Who wouldn't? Somebody said, I feel that this should become a storyline for a blockbuster movie. Yes. Someone else said, who snitched? (laughs) Yes. Also, yes. Continued saying, he was a changed man. He had been delivered. (laughs) (laughs) Love everything about that. Somebody else said, oh, God. Wonder what he used as his pizza toppings. Jeffrey Dahmer, anyone? I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure he didn't, but now it's going to make everybody wonder. Right. Somebody else said, I bet he made great pizza. Somebody said, he makes killer pizza, bro. Oh, my God. Do we know how many people he's actually hit? No, I didn't look into this. I just saw, I'm just giving you some headlines. So interesting. I'm going to keep these and try to find maybe their names, and I'll give you some more updates if I can do some research on it. But I think what really just set me over the edge were all these comments. Um, oh, for sure. So this person said, mafia people make the best pizza. Absolutely, they do. I'm sure. I don't know. I never tasted Somebody it. else said, he changed his life, I guess. Back off. Oh, my God. Somebody else goes, he's innocent. Free him now. So do they have to extradite him? I have no idea how that works. I mean, I don't know where he was in the mafia. I just can't believe the mafia is, like, still around because you never hear nobody you always hear like the 40s and 50s stories i'm about, sure there's still mafia like is it gonna be like 3092 and people are gonna be like oh the mafia in like 3092 i'm just saying you know you just threw a number out there I like <laughs> i don't know you th- did you think that went through because no. i would have threw a number out there and it would have sent us backwards <laughs> I would have been like, people are going to be thinking in 1992, wait, we're not going back to the I have to be honest. I had to like kind of like stop myself in my mind and then be like, oh, you did that really well. You did that amazing. One last one. People are going secrets in the sauce. I don't know. Oh, snap. I don't know. Here's another one. A hospice facility in Iowa has been fined $10,000. After mistakenly presuming a woman dead for hours before she was discovered gasping for air inside a body bag at a funeral home. Oh, I saw that headline, but I didn't read the story. Somebody commented on that. A true dead ringer. Where do these people come up with these fantastic comments? I don't know, but somebody else commented because they found what the company said about it because it was it was the uh hospice facility so they said we care deeply for our residents and remain fully committed to supporting their end-of-life care that's from executive director lisa eastman she also continued continued saying all employees must undergo regular training so they can best support end-of-life care and the death of our residents uh you put a lady a live lady in a body bag maybe they sent her to, to the morgue have classes on care for the living residents i just saying isn't that mind-boggling like she was alive oh my god if i were um if i were a family you guys are screwed i wonder if she still is alive like 
did she what happened to her now i have no idea I oh have my no God. idea. That would be my worst nightmare, like in a box, alive, and you need to get out. Yeah. Even if it, I know it was a body bag, so it would be easier to breathe, but still, I would be like, panicking. Not really. It's still going to be limited. I mean, that's a zippered closed bag. I would be panicked. Oh my and God. it would be darker. It would be, you would, it, it's smaller than a box, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Because that's a body bag. So. Oh, my. I don't know. Did you read the link that Gina sent? Because I had this plan to talk to you about this. No, I didn't see a link. Oh, good. Good. So, th- it's it's still February. Okay. Um, UHS virtual health care. It's convenient. I'm so sorry. An ad started playing <laughs> off of my phone. <laughs> that, we, oh. that was not us sponsoring UHS, but... Anyway, um... Uh, Valentine's Day was this month. Yeah. Couple celebrates 57 years married. Isn't that sweet? 57 years? Sure. Despite multiple murder attempts. (laughs) I really... What? Yeah. I really wanted to bring you this one, not just because we're in February and Valentine's Day, but it's because it's out of Allentown, PA. Oh! So... Been there many, 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 many times. These people are together, all right? They're they're married on purpose. Yeah, they're on. You're married on purpose. Yeah, but you said murder attempts, so now. Oh I'm yeah, wondering. she tried to kill her husband. <laughs> yeah, she purposely. <laughs> so they have four kids and a pizza shop. Not in France, so it's mm-hmm. not the mafia chef. <laughs> so at some point, Tony Toto. Which is the husband's name. His wife's name is Francis Toto. And all I can think of is the little dog on Wizard of Oz. Yep. And that's where my mind went to. He said that they had a they had a rough time. Define rough for it to Well, it was her. 1983. Oh, okay. Okay. Not alive yet. He strayed from the marriage. All right? Because is that not every story? Yeah. <laughs> um, she found out. Hmm. So what happened? Bend actually was turned into a Hollywood movie called I Love You to Death. And it actually has Keanu Reeves and River Phoenix in it. Oh. I know. So, of course, not everything in the movie is accurate. It's kind of like all those other movies that we've talked about. Right. They have to make it more Hollywood than it already mm-hmm. is Hollywood. Um, but anyway... Frances put a bottle of sleeping pills in her husband's food and then hired a hitman to shoot him. Quote, unquote, from Tony Toto. Twice, once in the back of my head, and then one bullet went right through my chest. And he lived? Yeah. He didn't feel a thing because (laughs) she drugged him. And she told him he had the flu. It, it was like a whole, he spent 12 days in the hospital. Did she go to jail? Yes. And then she got out because after he got out of the hospital, he bailed her out because true love. So here's what he said. Oh my God. And then we both cry and we said to each other from now on, let's just talk. Let's talk. Let's communicate better. Something that we should have done before. So that's what was missing. You, dude, she fucking tried to kill you two different ways. 
love. But they that was back in 1983 before you and I were even born. They're still together today. Why? <laughs> they communicated it out. Now that just makes me feel like a shitty ass wife. Oh my god. What? I don't know what's happening. I don't Can you understand. see James being like, "Oh, Ashley, it's okay you shot me twice and poisoned me. I love you so much. Let's communicate." I've I've got nothing. I've I've got nothing. Right? I I I've got nothing. I mean, it's isn't that just that blows my mind because no. Out of all of the things that I just gave you out of media, no. that one is like huh? And that 57 they, years of marriage. Did she try to kill him again after that? I don't know. I didn't look all up into that. I'm imagining not. They communicate now. All right. It's all in the communication, Amanda. <laughs> Listen, if you want to kill me, let's talk about it. I might be on board. I might not. But if you talk to me about it, at least it won't happen and you'll end up in jail. I'll know what's coming. Oh, my God. You don't God. need a hitman. How does one hire a hitman? Can we talk about that? We've talked about that already. But We have no idea. They don't have business cards. <laughs> it's a word of mouth shit. And that's how everybody gets in trouble. I don't have people in my circle that would be like, yeah. I have this name. We're not in this, that circle, Amanda. I don't ever want to be in that circle, but I'm just really shocked that My there is a circle. My ex-husband ended up in jail, and I'm still not in that circle. I have no way to make people dead. I have a brother in jail. That's not true. I make people dead all the time. Yeah, but you write it in stories. I know. I love every part of it. I'm my own hitman. You are. With words. Verbally hitmanning you. Words are deadly. Mm -hmm. They really are, And then though. I publish that shit. <laughs> Speaking of little segue here, one of my muses is gone. They're gone. Somebody I write about just up and gone. Did she move out yesterday? <laughs> my Are crazy you, like, neighbor. So happy, but like so sad at the same time. I'm not sad. Oh, there was no sadness. I'm not sad. I'm gonna delete her phone number from my phone now. Yeah, there's no, no reason, reason to have her. Um, and block her on Facebook. Yeah. Um. No reason. She's getting rid of the rabbits. I thought she already got rid of the rabbits. No. She got brand new stuff for them. Um, which now makes me wonder, did she get the rabbits only to piss me off? Because she's like, oh, I don't want the rabbits anymore. What the hell? <laughs> what? I have no idea. She's fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I bet you're crazy. So I have one last thing to talk to you before we get into our case. Okay. Abby Zwerner. Do you know that name? I no. almost said, do you know the Muffin Man, but I decided not to. Okay, so Abby Zwerner is a teacher. Okay. Okay. Um, and on January 6th, 2023. Oh, is that the one that the kid shot her? Okay, good. Look at you. Yes. Okay. So that was in Virginia. Okay. Yes. Um, and I don't want to go into this. I don't want a big discussion about this. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because we need to change shit. Okay. So do you know anything about this other than I know that this boy was spoken about to teachers have gone through proper channel speaking and warning people trying to get this kid help. Or How old is second? Uh, he's in first grade. Six, six years old. Six years old. That's the grade that I'm in. Okay. Six year old. 
And I don't... We're and administration only, did nothing. Okay. But we're only going to bring this up because it is part of a continual discussion that people are having. I want you to know that immediately when this happened, people thought the little boy was white. Like, that's some sort of thing. Why that, would that... Why would the color of his skin be the first thing that you think about? Okay. Thank you. So, turns out, it's a little black boy. Okay? And... I didn't know that. Everybody is saying, like, well, we can't... We can't just go and, like, pat him down looking for stuff because then it's racist. No. It's not... Nothing to do with his skin. It has to do with... You got a tip, multiple of them. Mm-hmm. Something needs to be done. Right. So it took me back to Dedrick Owens. Dedrick mm-hmm. Owens. I don't know. Dedrick, Dedrick, Dear Dick. Um, <clears throat> that was a problem then. Yeah. And that happened back in the early 2000s. Yep. And again, <clears throat> you were told that he had multiple issues. Mm-hmm. You were told he had a knife. Uh-huh. The teacher didn't pass that on to administration. So nothing was able to be done. No. And then the gun incident happened. And they said, well, you should have passed it along so we could have did something. So in this case, administration was made aware, I think, if I'm not wrong, twice before the incident happened. Why is nobody doing their job? So, of course, James and I talked about this last night. And I, tro- I told him, I said, let's not get fully into it. He had sent me a link. Um, oh, and I, So, anyway... Um, Here's here's where it comes down to. One, do your fucking job. Yep. You're not keeping people safe. You can't be afraid of what the parents or the news is going to so say. Now you have a job to do. So now whose fault is this? The little boys, mm-hmm. which always comes in. Does he even know what he was doing? Right? Or is it the administration who knew or any teacher who knew and didn't do anything? But everybody should be treated fucking equally. Yeah. If you are okay Going, okay, it's a white boy. Let's, 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 let's pat him down and look for stuff. Right. Then why can't you do it to the black boy? Because you're worried about people being racist. Everybody wants to be treated equally until something like this comes up. Right. I agree. 100%. It's the same thing as men and women. Right. I 100% agree. You don't have a problem patting down a man, but you have a problem patting down a woman because that is a sexist thing. No. I don't know. No. It's, can we all just agree that we're going to start being, um, treating people equally? One of the things, one of the things that they said was, oh, okay, we're switching to clear backpacks. What's that going to do? Nothing because the gun was in his pants. (laughs) Yeah. So right. please tell me. Now, mind you, this really just gets me. You can't switch to clear backpacks because then tampons and pads and and everything will be noticeable. And that's not, that's not appropriate. And, but you know what, though? I think, I think schools around here at one point needed to have clear backpacks they before did. we did the, um, the metal detectors. Yes. Um, but again, that's not going to help you. No. Are you are you patting down their pockets? Which and now in our school district, the one that your daughter goes to and the one yeah. that I work at, you can now wear hoods, hats, mm-hmm. beanies. You can at my school district. Which no. at one point they weren't allowed to because right. people were carrying stuff underneath them. Or it was a sign that you were in a gang. Yeah. So it it's so much. Can we just um one, let kids be kids. Uh but two, 
keep people safe by doing what you're supposed to fucking do. You, we go through trainings for this shit. Mm-hmm. As a school bus driver, we go through these trainings. Mm-hmm. See something, say something. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just mm-hmm. in, that's just common sense in the world. That doesn't just go for schools. Yep. See something, say something. You can't always bet somebody else is going to. But why are we just allowing <laughs> six-year-olds to get away with shit? Because yeah. they're six? No. No, I think the fault of this little boy's terrible decision, the school, himself, his parents. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. Yeah. It's mind-boggling to me. But I think it just boils down to, let's, you, y'all, everybody keeps saying treat everybody equal. You only want to be equal up to a certain point. Right. Well, fuck that. Equality is equality. And if you are so upset about a little black boy needing to be looked at for a gun, that's not equality. People, it doesn't fucking matter what color his skin is. I don't fucking care. Me either. Last I checked, I wasn't racist. Because the color of the skin has nothing to do with if he's reported to have a weapon. I don't care. You need to see if that boy has a weapon. And that's why I didn't want to bring up skin color. But everybody, of course, is bringing up skin color because apparently that's a thing. No, it's not. I don't care if he's purple, orange. I don't care. Yellow, red, green. No, don't care. Don't care. The main point is is he had a weapon. Right. He's He's a human with a weapon. And luckily, Abby, his teacher, survived. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. And thank God it wasn't another classmate oh like my it God. was yeah. with Kayla. Yeah. Because. Yep. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. No. Ugh. All right. Well, let's let's get into this case. All right. All right. Is this, is this a rough case? Yeah. Oh. Does it involve a dog? <laughs> oh, my God. Just no, okay, but just. what the fuck? Oh, I was watching Jane the Virgin. Love Jane the Virgin. Okay, so Petra. Are you a fan of Petra? No. Okay, well, she reminded me of you yesterday when I watched something. There was something going on where um, Jane and Raphael, they're planning their wedding, but they both wanted Petra to stand by them. Do you remember this yes, part? Yes, I do. Okay, so then Jane, who is best friends with Petra, thinks of her as a sister... Raphael, who was once married to Petra, yep. <clears throat> they were going back and forth. Like, did you know this about Petra? Did you know this about Petra? Did you know this about Petra? Right? Just trying mm-hmm. to prove who knew it or Petra. At one point, I think it was Raph who said, do you know that she won't go to a movie where an- any animals are harmed? And then Petra went, but I'm fine with people dying. <laughs> I went, so Amanda. <laughs> that is... I might like her a little bit more now. (laughs) Is there something wrong with us that we think this way? I don't know. Who am I to talk? I went to a hockey game on Friday and cried, bawled my eyes out because there was an eighth grader singing the national anthem. Bawled my freaking eyes out. Tara took a picture. Oh, she's got to send that to me. She's like, I looked away for two seconds, mom. I turned back and you're bawling like a baby at a boy you don't know. I did the same thing maybe an hour later when we had to all stand and clap for some man who was in the military. I don't know him. I would have done that. And I, I would have cried. 
I cried like a baby. And she's like, are you kidding? She she looks at me and she goes, I'm concerned. And I'm like, why? And she goes, are you pregnant? I'm not. No, you're not. I'm not. But I would have cried for the military thing. I mean, what is my house decorated in? I know. We're right and blue. Oh, well, then maybe maybe it's a military thing for me because the boy's singing. He was from Binghamton Middle School, and he's in some sort of military situation already. So maybe it's the military. I, I, I cry at, like police things and you know how I feel about the police. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. I respect them. I don't trust them. Right, right. But I will ball like a baby if somebody is hurt, killed, mm-hmm. um, awarded something. <laughs> ball like a baby. I feel so. you on that. Um so no, there there's let's let's do the case. Okay. Um I do want to specify right now, Amanda, that you and I are going to tone down our normal ashandaness yep. to uh pretty much nothing. Okay. You got it. Um so today we are headed to Texas. Oh, where you're from? Yeah. Yeah, there's a long running question as to whether I'm originally from Texas or New York. So if you look at my birth certificate, I'm from here in New York. Uh, but if you look at my social security number, I'm from Texas. Yeah, so weird. So for those who may be confused about like social security numbers and whatnot, especially because we're in 2023 now, um, social security numbers began in 1936. For the sole purpose of tracking the earnings of U.S. workers. That was the sole purpose. So obviously today it's used for everything under the sun. Yep. But according to SSA.org, as of December 2008, the Social Security Administration had issued over 450 million original Social Security numbers. Holy Hannah. That's a lot of numbers. That's a lot of numbers. So before 1986... People often did not obtain a social security number until they were about 14 years old. Did you know that? No. Well, because I thought it was assigned at birth. Well, no, because back then they didn't need it until they worked. So they wouldn't get the social security number until they started a job. So weird. Now it's used for everything and it's assigned at birth. So <clears throat> eventually... That changed because people were lying about how many they depe- how many dependents they did or did mm-hmm. not have. Yeah. So, I mean, because if you didn't have a social security number for each kid, you could be like, I have 17 children. Yeah. And, and how would and, I know? And then they'd right. get paid for it. Yep. So the social security numbers are in a sequence of three numbers, dash, two numbers, dash, four numbers, right? Okay. So when this number system was first created, the first three numbers dictated based upon the zip code of the mailing address shown on the application of where that person was from, okay? So as of 2011, numbers have begun to be, like, randomized. So, like, they were, like, cycling through old numbers, like, dead people numbers. So, fun fact, railroad... Railroad? (laughs) Oh, jeez. Railroad workers had their own set of numbers. Oh, cool. I only know this because I looked up mine and my children's, and Landon has a railroad worker's number. He's oh. clearly not a railroad worker. No. <laughs> nope. So needless to say, I was born in 1985 in New York State, which means that according to SSA.org, my first three numbers should begin with a range of 050 to 134. So anywhere in there. Okay. But they don't. <laughs> huh. Mine actually falls in the range that is 449 to 467, which is Texas. Texas. So when I was six months old, my parents actually moved to Texas, where we lived for, like, only a couple years. So I guess the question is, 
where am I actually from? So this all loops into like other things that I bring that brings up the idea of like my birth mom's not my real birth mom. Mm-hmm. She says perhaps I was switched at birth. At this point, I could just have a whole podcast on my crazy life. Yeah. No, you. Yep. You could. Yep. Or a movie. Or <laughs> television series. Hollywood. Yeah. Um, But at any rate, I guess the real thing is that they did not apply for my social security number when I was born like we do now with children. So what probably happened was my application was sent months and months later from with Texas, Texas address, which made the Social Security Administration give me a Texas number because they went by the zip code. Got you. That makes sense. That's a great story. Can we talk about murder now? <laughs> So while the Vincent family resided in Vernon, Texas, our case takes us 296 miles east to Jasper, Texas. Um, Again, this is going to be a rough case. Um, Trigger warnings all over the place. Um, I'm doing this case to end our cases for February, Um, reminding you that it's Black History Month. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I had to take a lot of pause during this case, which is weird for me. Um, and then I tortured myself by watching a movie that did not hold back. Did it go along with the case? Yes. Have I seen this movie? No. Do I want to see this movie? Hmm. Okay. Got it. It's, it's, it's rough. We're going to try to get this out in one beat. Okay. Um, but it it it's let's go. Okay. So Jasper is located 134 miles northeast of Houston, and 44 miles west of actually the Texas Louisiana border. Oh, okay. So it's right there. So Jasper is an interesting place, according to Wikipedia. Quote: The area which was then part of Mexican Texas was settled around 1824 by John Beville. Hmm. So 30 families occupied the settlement as early as, like, 1830, um, when it was known as Snow River. Oh, that sounds pretty. That does sound pretty, but I don't think they get snow that much in Texas, so I'm not really sure why we would call it Snow River. Did they even know what Snow was? Interesting. I wonder how they came up with that. I don't know. So it was actually um, after John R. Beville, who was a hero of the American Revolution. I'm not sure what Snow River has to do with his name at all. There's no snow or river in his name. But they named it after him. Maybe they just like to name things after people and say it's named after you, but it's not actually named after you. Yeah, I'm sure. So, in 1835, the town was renamed after William Jasper, who was a soldier from the American Revolution, and he was killed attempting to plant the American flag at the storming of Savannah in 1779. So, Jasper was one of the 23 original 
counties when the Republic of Texas was created in 1836. Oh, okay. okay. So, but if you want more detail about the town, their website says, Jasper, Texas is known far and wide as the jewel of the forest. Doesn't that sound pretty? That sounds very enchanting. It does. With mild winters, low cost of living, high quality of life, and abundant natural beauty. Oh, I just think we should just, move there. That makes, me, that makes me feel like I need to move there. It sounds great, doesn't it? It sounds yeah, it does. Uh, so when looking at the notable people from Jasper. Oh, yeah. I, I thought about you, Amanda. But more of Ryan. Uh, most of the people are football players or former football players. And I knew you would ask me who they are because you did in a prior episode and I didn't. So here we go. There's Derek Armstrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you know who that is? No. Canadian football wide receiver who plays for the Edmonton Eskimos. Okay. Well, he was born in Jasper. Zach Bronson. No. Where's Ryan? He's snowboarding. (laughs) Former professional football safety in the NFL for the San Francisco 49ers. He was born in Jasper. Um, Red Bryant. No. American football defensive end for the Arizona Cardinals. No. Okay, he was raised in Jasper. Robert Hunt. Okay, professional football player for the Miami Dolphins. Maybe it's because it's all the teams that I don't like. Eugene Seal. No. Okay, former professional football player. That's all it says. And then, you ready for this one? Sir Vincent Rogers. Also just a former football player. No. But I like it. It's Sir. (laughs) Sir Vincent. Sir Vincent. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're related to him. Probably not. That's his, I think that's his first name. Yeah. Sir Vincent. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So let's get into the case now that we're 32 minutes in. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, James Bird Jr. was born May 2nd, 1949. Is that his middle name? James Bird? Bird is his last name. James Bird. Okay. What did you say after Bird? Junior. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's a weird middle name. But it makes sense. And it's not... Not spelled like bird, like tweet, tweet. B-Y-R-D. B-Y-R-D. Okay. Um, so he was born to parents. Pure- <laughs> Fun fact, doesn't matter what time we record. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. The door. I was talking to the production people on the other side. <laughs> we don't like them near us. Um, so anyway, his parents were James Bird senior, and Stella. Hmm. And he was born in Jasper. So I could not find out his siblings' names. I also don't like to just give a couple siblings' names and not everybody's siblings' yeah, names. Yeah, I understand So that. even the couple that I may have found, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Because it's not really pertinent to the case. I do know that he was one of eight children. On purpose? Yes. Mind you, it was back in the 40s slash early 50s, so they'd be having kids back then. They'd be having the kids. No. Yes. So he was actually the third child, but the first son. Oh. Hence the junior. Gotcha. So growing up, Greater New Bethel Church was a big part of his life. Um, His mother was a Sunday school teacher and his father was a deacon at the church. Yeah, that makes it a big part of your life. Yeah. I could not find out much about his, like, upbringing for the most part. It was, like, normal. All right? 
um, or as normal as normal could be for a black man in America at the time. Okay. So, however, in 2020, Jasper, Texas had a 45% population of blacks or African Americans, while the white population was at 37%. Oh, so, so it's predominantly black. Right. Um, and that's how it's been even back then. So it's like, uh, just keep that in mind. Okay. The case. Um, so I could not find the racial composition for the year that this crime occurred. However, in an article I find, I found, I did find at the same time of this crime, the city was incredibly progressive as it was led by an African-American mayor and had other African-American people in local leadership positions. Like this was prominently, this isn't like, oh, there's three black people. Let's all be racist. Right. No, this is like the complete opposite. So with that being said, James Burr Jr. graduated from J.H. Rowe Row High School in 1967. So this school is actually rich in black history. Oh, okay. Okay. In fact, there's a monument dedicated to the school's history. And the inscription is really, like, lengthy. Um, so I'm going to post a link in the show notes to what the inscription says. Gotcha. But all you need to know is that the school was created specifically for the black community. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. But putting aside race for a moment, part of the inscription states that the school had their first state football championship in 1967. I know. Look at you, just perking up like a That's fantastic. meerkat. <laughs> um, and that was led by the head coach, Mr. Clifton B. Williams. Nice. So not only did the school exceed in football, but it was very competitive in basketball, baseball, track and field, literary events, interscholastic league competitions. Whoa. Yeah, a lot. So the reason that I bring up so much about the school is because James Bird Jr. was the last, he was in the last segregated class to graduate. Oh. Yeah. So then it was consolidated with Jasper High School as part of a desegregation plan. Perfect. All right. Okay. So James had an impressive academic record. Um, But despite that and his parents pushing him, he did not attend college. Hey, Which is fine. Not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Right. I think back then it may have been like, ooh, right. go to it, college, boy. Right. Frowned upon to not go. Right. Right. But nowadays it's like, you do you. Right. Um, so in 1970, he got married. Not long after he got, like, he had just graduated. Um, he literally had just graduated and then got married. Um, so he went on to have his children. He has Renee, Ross, which is his only son, and Jamie. And then James was a vacuum salesman, but he also struggled being an alcoholic. Oh, no. I mean, I feel like that was really popular, though. uh, Drinking. uh, Drinking at that time. Yeah. So he was known to Jasper residents for walking everywhere since he did not own a vehicle. And he didn't own a vehicle because he actually had a seizure disorder. Oh, so he probably wasn't able to drive. Right. So he was disabled, essentially, because he could drop at... Any time. Yeah. Right. I almost said drop at the drop of a hat, but that was too many droppings. Yes. Ooh, droppings. (laughs) No. And then I thought of geese. That's where my mind works. I thought of rats. So, you know. So, by 1996, he had spent some time in prison. Oh, no. Why? Just petty shit. Oh. Um, Like, petty theft, forgery, violation of parole. Nothing like... Scandalous. Yeah, nothing okay. scandalous or murderous or really, really big. Um, 
So he and his wife, they ended up divorcing, though. Oh. Yeah, in 19... 19- Was it the no communication, maybe? <laughs> no... No, I'm not exactly sure why they divorced. I think it's just something that may have happened. It may have not helped that he was an alcoholic. And, or they got married really young. Or they got married really young. I don't know. Um, but he wanted to go on and improve his own life. Good. So on his own accord, like an awesome human, he decided to go to AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. I know people who are like, mm, I don't I'm not that. an alcoholic. Yeah. James here goes, I have an issue. I need help. So... Kudos to him. He did? He went by himself. He was like, I need to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. All by himself. Nobody was making him do that. He decided to better his own life. That's fantastic. Because alcohol is, alcoholism, it's a difficult fight. Mm -hmm. But if you are willing to accept that you have a problem and want to fight against the temptation of the disease, holy shit. Right now, I I like, I want to give props and kudos and applause Mm -hmm. and a standing ovation for James Ford Jr. for recognizing he had that issue at all because a lot of people can't recognize it. Right. So, in 1998, however, it seems that he fell off the wagon again, which... It happens. It happens. The temptation is hard. Yep. So, it was in the early hours of June 7th, 1998, when the then 40-year-old James... 40. Did I say 40? He's 49. Uh, 49-year-old James, he was leaving a friend's anniversary party. Now, some sources say he was leaving his parents' house. Some sources he say they say he was walking to his parents' house. Some people, I don't... I, he was somewhere and he was leaving. He, correct. Okay. Um, so some sources say he had been drinking. Others do not mention it. Honestly, it has nothing to do with the case um, or the crime that was committed. It okay. doesn't, so it doesn't, doesn't really, really matter. matter. Um, not having a vehicle... He was walking home along County Road 278, also known as Huff Creek Road in Jasper. Sean Allen Berry and John William King, who are both 23 and from Jasper, along with Lawrence Russell Brewer, who is 31 and from Sulphur Springs. Now, the only reason I mention that is because Sulphur Springs is 206 miles northwest of Jasper. Oh, why is he so far away from home? Yeah, we'll get to that. They were all riding around together, these two 23-year-olds and a 31-year-old. I mean, y'all are adults, but age gap is a little extensive there. Yeah, why are they all friends? What? what? Well, okay. here, let's get into that. Some sources say that they were drinking and or drunk, allegedly. Allegedly. Also has nothing to do with what occurred. Oh, so tomato avocado. Right. So these three knew each other because Sean and John... The 23-year-olds went to school together. But John and Lawrence were in prison together. Oh, my. So more specifically, they were cellmates. Oh. So these three white men were said to have had tattoos that affiliate them with the white supremacist groups. Now, I say three of them, but I honestly don't know about one of them. We'll get into that later. Um, But at least two of them did. So John had several racist tattoos. Uh, such as a black man hanging from a tree. No. Nazi symbols. No. And the words Aryan pride. No. And then the patch for like a gang of white supremacist inmates known as the Confederate Knights of America. I don't. I don't. I don't. Have why? Words. I first don't. of all, I. I don't. I've got nothing. I got nothing. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I'm over here with magnolias on my arm. 
I have butterflies on my neck. So I've got a butterfly behind my ear. So it's like, why would you want? Why would you? Regardless do that? of black or white, why would you want a picture of anybody hanging on your body? Yeah. Uh, it takes a special mind to to be like, yeah, that's cool. Let me get that. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. So for those who do not know, the Aryan Brotherhood, also known as the brand, Alice Baker, AB, or 1-2. I have no idea what any of that means, by the way. Um, it's the nation's oldest major white supremacist prison gang. Oh. And a national crime syndic- syndicate. <sighs> huh. It was founded in 1964 by Irish bikers as a form of protection for white inmates in, like, the new desegregated prisons. Okay. 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 So I, I think it was a lot of fear of what are we doing when we put the whites and the blacks together kind of right, thing. Right, right. Um, yeah. The AB is today the largest and deadliest prison gang in the United States with an estimated 20,000 members inside prisons and on the streets. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Yeah. You're gonna Were be, you shocked by that? You're going to be learning a lot and be like, I'm never fucking leaving my house. I wonder if I should ask my brother about this. Because he's in prison? Because he's in prison. I don't know. Is he racist? No. Oh, good. Me no. either. When he was a little boy, he used to say all the time, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to marry a black lady. They're beautiful. They are he used beautiful. to say that all the time. They are beautiful. I no, agree he's with that. Not, and we have black cousins. No, he's oh, not racist well then, at all. Not that would a be a bit. super big problem. Um, so John and Lawrence then had picked up Sean. He worked at a local movie theater, huh. and they just picked him up. So Sean was driving when all three of these pieces of shit saw James walking. Of course. And they decided to pick him up. So now some say that the three men just happened upon him um, while they were drinking and cruising for women while other sources say that the trio was actually out for quote-unquote out for black blood which i don't even know what that means because all blood is red yeah well i mean technically it's not red in your body but once it's blue oxygen it's all blue it and then it's red we all bleed red i don't get that at all (laughs) so really you're just out for black dna yes And what is it called on your skin that makes the skin its color? Pigment. The pigment. It's just, their skin is exactly like ours, just they have more pigment in it than us. That's. And technically, we're not white. I've seen the color white. It's not us. It's not us. That house over there is white. My house is white. White. That's white. White. We're like some weird creamy situation. Color. I don't see peach, but it's definitely like a creamy. It's so weird. It's not white. What is that noise? Is that your dog? I have no idea. Is it the squirrels in the attic? Oh, well, that might be. Should we pause? Are you worried? I'm a little worried. worried. (laughs) I think we need to pause. It's the dog scratching at the door. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Lay down. If it's not Landon, it's the dog. Lay down. (laughs) Which really is tomato avocado. Should we take a picture of the dog for the website? Yeah, we should. Just send it to me. Way to burst in on our serious episode, City. Stay there. Sit. Stay. Good dog. He's going to be scratching at this one next. She knows how to open this door. 
Oh, that's stupid. Why would you teach a dog that? I didn't teach her that. No. She, she. Okay. So. So. I don't care why they were out. Because what really happened leads me to believe that they were out for nefarious reasons either way. I don't think it had anything to do with women. I don't either. But, unfortunately, when offered, James agreed to this ride from the trio. And here's why. He actually knew Sean from around around town. Oh, okay. Because they live in the same town. Right. So, I'm going to let you right now. The next bit I'm going to tell you is highly disturbing. Oh, no. And if if you don't want to hear it. No, I I have to hear it. I wasn't talking to you. Oh. I know you have to hear it. I'm talking to them. Oh, so yeah. If you don't, if you don't, don't I'd say skip ahead a bit, but I don't know how long this is going to take. So here we go. So instead of taking James home, the three men took him to a small clearing out in the woods where they preyed on him using his addiction and they offered him a drink. Like, they were all going to just fucking drink together. They're like, hey, you want a beer? And then they didn't wait very long. Lawrence and John came up behind James and started attacking him. So they taunted him. They beat him, like, with their fists and kicking him. They sprayed his face with black spray paint. And then they peed on him. I just got chills all over my body. They weren't done. What? They're not done. They then used a baseball bat to beat him some more. And then they were not done. They, um... They, um... They tied his ankles to the back of the pickup truck using log chains. Don't even tell me they drug his body with that car. And then John got into the driver's seat and the three of them dragged James down a deserted rural road for three miles before they finally stopped. Um, James was alive for at least two of those miles before his body was ripped to pieces. Um, apparently his body had bounced into a ditch on the right side of the road, hitting a ragged edge of concrete from a culvert, which is a roadside drainage ditch. And it hit him just below the right arm. The impact severed the arm, the shoulder, the neck, and the head from the rest of the body. And after that happened, they still continued dragging him for another mile. Forensic evidence suggested that James had been attempting to keep his head up as to not get any head injuries. An autopsy suggested that he was alive for most of the dragging, like I said, like two miles and only died after his head, shoulder, and right arm were severed from his body when it hit the culvert. Portions of his body were found just dispersed along this route 
it was actually in 75 different spots. Oh, my God. His torso was located approximately one mile from his head. They just left the body parts lay there? Like, they, like... They, they didn't fucking care. I'm a little confused about what happened next because some sources say that the men picked up the pieces of what was left of James's body and dumped them in front of a nearby African-American church to later be found on Sunday morning. Other sources say that the pieces were left in a segregated cemetery, but I'm more apt to say it was the church. Um, and more sources that I found do agree with that. Um, because why not make a scene? You're already pieces of shit. Um, but that sounds like a statement that they would want to make, being racists mm-hmm. and white supremacists. I agree. And then every source reports that after this brutal murder, um, which I don't think brutal or murder. That doesn't even begin to cover it. This isn't even a murder. This is what do you something call this? beyond that. Yeah. I don't even... It makes me angry. I'm, like, shaking. I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening. Um, I mean, I do, but holy shit. Um, after they, they did this, uh, they went out to eat. Are you kidding me? So some people say... How do you eat after doing that to a person? Apparently that's a thing. Um, I don't know if they went out to a restaurant. It um, matter. Some sources say it was a barbecue. Mind you, this is early in the morning. Um, it wasn't a barbecue. Well, it was some, it could have been some get together. I have read during this case that some, um, sometimes white supremacists, when they are sent to go kill a black person, they will end up going to a barbecue after it's almost like a reward. Like that's a thing that they do. That's sickening. Isn't that disgusting? That's disgusting. I couldn't even eat or make it through researching this episode i don't know how you do something like that in life and then go fucking eat no like the amount of i've got Mm-mm. no words Mm-mm. the no. amount of disrespect lack of empathy for human rage life that you have to feel in order to do whatever the fuck this was are you fucking kidding me I cry if I hit an animal oh my driving God. my car. Me too. It could be like a skunk, which people don't like. And I'm just like, oh my God. I'm at a loss. What if it had babies? James had babies. James had children. He had three of them. So a motorist found the decapitated James the following morning. How do you drive along and then you see somebody's head how did how do you feel when you're like oh my god that that's a real human head that's- i don't know if they found the head. it doesn't matter how do you how do you act when you find any any, any part, part of yeah a toe <sighs> oh like how, what do you what do you do like how do you i've never i, mean, I hope i, I never but bags along the road and i'm like oh i wonder if that's a dead body in there i can't look that's because the, I, what how oh I, I would definitely look how i can't Unless somebody's with me and they can look for me because I would be... Hashtag see something, say something. Again. I mean, I'm always on high alert about that. But, like, I don't understand. And this wasn't even in garbage bags. No, it was This was just on the side of the road in 75 different parts of the stretch. Mm -mm. Could you imagine driving down there and going, there's a leg. 
there's an arm, there's a torso, there's a head, there's a shoulder as you're just driving. And you're like, yeah, what the fuck happened here? Yes. This person was obliterated. It's so disgusting. I I imagine it almost like as if James was holding a grenade right. and it exploded. Right. And then his pieces were all over. But it's not like that even because then his torso would have exploded too. Like all the pieces would have exploded from itself. But these were just ripped apart, like ripped off of the body. Oh. And the amount of blood that was probably smeared all over the road. Yes. Yeah. So along the area where Bird was dragged, police found a wrench with Barry written on it. They also found a lighter that was inscribed with the word possum, which that was John's prison nickname, which I actually think is disrespectful to possums. Oh, 100%. Um, As well as it had a weird triangle symbol. Um which they kept going with it's a weird triangle symbol. It wasn't just a triangle. There were like pieces on the corners. Later turns out that it was three K's with the straight line pointed outward. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And if you put them correctly with the straight line outward, it turns into a triangle and those straight pieces. So the police also found 81 places that included portions of John or James remains as well as finding his dentures laying in the road. They had actually been torn straight from his mouth. Torn? Yeah. So I'm sure, like, as being dragged. Oh, my God. Yeah. About that blood trail that you were talking about? Yeah. Blood smeared a trail of a mile long. Oh, my. Eventually... James Bird Jr.'s body was identified using fingerprints to determine his identity because they weren't sure who the fuck this was because he was obliterated. Yeah. You can't you can't identify him. Who well, the how hell is this? Yeah. Right. He's of been he's been beat, he's been spray painted, he's been dragged for three miles. He does not look like right. anything anymore. Right. So clearly this case captured the attention not only of Jasper, Texas. But the entire nation. Hundreds of grievers gathered in and outside the funeral home on the day that they laid him to rest. Among the mourners were Kwesi Mifum. Fum? I'm so sorry. I just butchered all of that. But the president, it, it's the president of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP. Uh, basketball legend Dennis Rodman. I know him. Covered most of the cost of James's funeral. Bless him. Um, and made a donation to the family. Boxing promoter Don King mm-hmm. provided $100,000 to James's family for living expenses. The men were arrested not long after the crime. They clearly did nothing to hide what they had done. So due to the media storm and the public outcry for the obvious hate crime which even sounds not doesn't do what they did. I mean, it clearly is a hate crime, but what right. But it was the so much fuck more. Is this? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I guess I feel like a hate crime to me is when people would hang black people like the KKK would hang black people from a tree. 
I don't know if that's a real thing that's happened. I don't know if they just did that with, like, props or real people. I'm assuming that real people. Oh, I think they did it with real people. It's called lynching. Yeah, I think they did. That is a clear... Hate crime. Hate crime. Mm -hmm. While this is a hate crime, I feel like this is... This is... Much worse than hate crime. I have no other word. Obliterated hate crime. Yep. Like, you didn't set out to just kill him. Yeah. It wasn't enough just to fucking kill him. It wasn't enough to beat him. It wasn't enough to spray paint his fucking face. It wasn't enough to pee. Why'd you pee on him? Why? What's that? For what reason? Why did Why did we do any of this? It wasn't enough to beat him with a bat. What was enough? Oh, dragging him for three fucking miles. Oh, my God. Disgusting. It's disgusting. I can't. Oh, God. Um, how do you think of all those horrible things in your mind and say, yep, we're going to do this. Was it planned? Uh, Doesn't sound like it. Uh, Well, in the moment, how do you just stand there and go, I think I'm going to pee on him. I think I'm going to spray paint his face black. What was the point of that? He's already black. What are you doing? I I don't know. I don't don't understand. We will never understand because we're not those people. At this point, I think their faces should be sprayed black. Maybe they should be drugged behind a car like he was. Well, we... Two wrongs don't make a right, Amanda. I know. And we don't do eye for eye. So, out of the three of them, after being captured, only one of them showed remorse. And that was Sean Barry, who cooperated with the police and described the crime in an affidavit. So, according to Sean's statement, John did not want to pick up James because he was a black man. But then soon changed his mind and allowed him to climb into the bed of the truck. That's where James rode until they got to the spot. I'm not sure how much I believe about John not wanting to pick James up because he was a white supremacist. Uh, What I do think is that if that's how Sean perceived it, it was probably a show. Yeah. So it was probably like, oh, no, I don't want to, but all right, Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, just to kind of, like, lessen what he, like, it's just happenstance that this happened. Right. So, after stopping at a convenience store, Sean said that John drove the truck to an isolated wooded area about 10 miles from James's apartment. So, Sean then stated that at one point on the attack that James's throat had been slit as well. Um, I don't know how true that is, um, but I wouldn't doubt it. Because after all of this stuff. But I think if his throat was slit, they must not have done a very good job at it. Yeah. Because he would have bled out. Yeah. Um, And mind you, he was alive for the majority of the dragging. Right. So it may have been like a superficial cut. um, But I also go, they probably did. They probably did. Yeah. What's one more thing? Yeah. Yep. Luckily, they didn't think to cut his fingers off and take them for... Not so identification, but I don't think that they were worried about him no, being identified. Doesn't they sound didn't like give they a were shit. worried at all. I think they wanted notoriety. They knew he was going to be found. I mean, that's disgusting. So relatives of the trio largely did not want to speak out on the topic. Okay, but John King's father, Ronald, had sent a letter of apology to Fox News Channel, saying. To kill another, quote, in such a manner is beyond any kind of reasoning. It hurts me deeply to know that a boy I raised and considered to be the most loved boy I knew could find it in himself to take a life. 
Listen, my heart breaks for the family of James Byrd Jr., as well as the families of the perpetrators most of the time. If you did not raise this child to do something like this and you're not a piece of shit family, my heart breaks for you. If this was a on him kind of thing, and it sounds like most of this wasn't on him kind of thing. Now, at least for that one. Another one of John's relatives told reporters that she never heard him use racial slurs when they were young, but was shocked recently when she ran into him in a local convenience store and saw that he was covered with tattoos, apparently, that had racist symbols. So in an interview with the Associated Press, Lawrence Brewster's mother, Helen, had danced around the idea that drinking sent the men over the edge. What? No. So here's what she said. Oh, my. Quote, I couldn't do a dog that way. That just shows you what alcohol can do. End quote. No. Um, And I just want to say that is a fucking gross comment. Uh, People drink daily. Look at Ekam. Yeah. He hasn't killed anyone yet, let alone brutally murdered them. Uh, This is clearly more than just alcohol talking. To go like, oh, it's got to be the alcohol. Are you fucking kidding me? She's in denial. Or she's a fucking piece of shit, just like... Her child. Her child. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Who the fuck says that? Disgusting. Couldn't do a dog that way. Okay. I don't... I... Doesn't sound very apologetic to me. It's the alcohol. A people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just need to ask you. Has your brother killed anybody? No. And and he does drugs. No. Correct. Couldn't have been the alcohol. It could. Did the alcohol make them get the tattoos all over their body? I don't know. They were in prison for that. They're not allowed alcohol. Hmm. Hmm. Pondering. Pondering. I know. So let's talk about the accused asshats. John King was Sean Barry's longtime friend. So he was accused of beating James with a bat. And then... Hold on. Uh I just lost my space. Um, And then dragging him behind a pickup truck until he died. John, who prior to the murder had recently been released from Texas prison said that he had been repeatedly gang-raped in prison by black inmates. Right. Because that makes all of this okay. But this James was not the one who had raped you. Right. So try again. Try again. Next. So he was found guilty and sentenced to death for his role in James's kidnapping and murder. And he was on death row at the Polunsky unit. And on December 21st, 2018, his execution by lethal injection was scheduled for April 24th, 2019. On April 22nd, 2019, his appeals to both the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals and the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles were denied. He was executed at the Huntsville unit on April 24th, 2019. Good. 
I'm yeah. sorry. I don't. I'm. Ooh. I'm. I don't feel. I'm not sorry either. The only thing I'm sorry about is that it didn't happen sooner. Yeah, I don't. feel 2019 sorry. is so fucking recent. Yep. This happened in 1998. I am so sorry to Texas taxpayers. Yeah, and the family of James that they had to wait that long for justice. So Lawrence Brewer was a white supremacist who, prior to James's murder, had served a prison sentence for drug possession and burglary. He was paroled in 1991. After violating his parole conditions in 1994, he was returned to prison. According to his court testimony, he joined a white supremacist gang with John in order to, quote-unquote, safeguard himself. Which I'm sure was probably true at the time. Fine. You're in prison with black men. Fine. I be telling you that a lot of black men are a lot tougher than some white men. So I would be scared, too. Listen, if I were in prison and there were black women, I'd be scared. Okay? Because I know that I'm going to get my ass beat. Right? But by no means am I going... Are you okay? It just has me a little bit disgusted. You, and that's you why seem pissed my, off. Yeah, I'm yeah. a little angry. Um, sorry, she's over here shaking like a leaf. <laughs> um, I'm over here shaking, but I'm trying to like compose myself. Yeah. But I also know that you, if you have something to say, get it out. <laughs> okay. No, no, I, I. She's like, I'm done. Um, so Lawrence and John became friends in the Beto unit uh, prison. A psychiatrist testified that Brewer did not appear repentant. For his crimes, he just didn't give a shit. So during the trial, the prosecution labeled him as a racist psychopath. Yeah, good. Hashtag agree. Yeah, 100% agree. So he was convicted and sentenced to death, and he was executed on September 21st, 2011. So the day before his execution, he expressed no remorse Still? Yeah. He actually spoke about it to a news outlet. So he told KHOU 11 News in Houston, quote, as far as any regrets, no, I have no regrets. Nope. I do it all over again. To tell you the truth, I do it all over again. Disgusting, despicable (sighs) waste of a human life. So all I have to fucking say is fuck you. Lawrence, and I hope hell treats you accordingly. Oh, it it will. So here's how I found this case, because I actually have never heard of it. Of course, James has, but. Of course, James has heard of everything. James has heard of everything, but James is also black. So I found this case because I was doing some dives on um, last meals. Oh, yes. Do we know what their last meals were? I know this one. I know Lawrence's. Oh, God. And because he's a douchebag through and through, he was a douchebag in his last meal, too. So before his execution, he ordered a last meal that prompted the end of all last meal requests in Texas. That's right. He ordered a last meal. And what he ordered and did uh, now made Texas go, no more last meals for anybody. For request-wise, you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. What What the hell did he order? So his request included, you ready? 
two chicken fried steaks with gravy and sliced onions, a triple patty bacon cheeseburger, a cheese omelet with ground beef, tomatoes, onions, bell peppers, and jalapenos, a bowl of fried okra with ketchup, one pound of barbecued meat with half a loaf of white bread, three fully loaded fajitas, a meat lover's pizza, one pint of blue bell vanilla ice cream, a slab of peanut butter fudge with crushed peanuts on top, and three root beers. What the hell? Is he eating for an entire army? No, people be like that sometimes. They just they just want everything last. I mean, like we've gone into it. I would want a whole Thanksgiving dinner. Mainly just the turkey skin. But you want to know why this prompted them to no longer give meal requests for why? Um because when the meal was presented to this fucktard, um he told officials, "I'm not hungry." So they had to wait for him to be able to eat it. No. He ate none of it. They got him all of this stuff, spent the taxpayer's money on all of this money, brought it and presented to him. He went, I'm not hungry. I'm not eating any of it. (gasps) What a dickhead. He denied it. He's like, no, I'm good. Didn't even take a crumb. Didn't take a bite of one of everything. Didn't take a sip of soda. He just went, nah, I'm good, bro. What a... No wonder Texas was like... Yep, I would too. We're done with that. We're done. He ruined it for everybody. What (sighs) a dickhead. It was probably alcohol. It was the alcohol. It was the alcohol. Oh, my God. I I just can't with these fuckers. Oh, Jesus. So the entire meal was thrown out, which prompted State Senator John Whitmire to ask Texas... Texas prison officials to end the 87-year-old tradition of giving last meals to condemned inmates. The prison agency's executive director responded by stating that the practice he had been that the practice had been terminated effective immediately. I mean, that's exactly the thing that I put out on my bus. Like one person can ruin it for everybody. Yeah. I have I have this thing where I turn on the lights like you be quiet. Right? Um one person can ruin that for everybody. Sorry, you can think so-and-so now because now the whole bus has to be quiet. Yep. Well, thanks to this asshat, now last meal's requests are not a thing. I'm sure they get a, they get a last meal. It's just, again, it's, it's, not it's like what we tell choose. our kids. Right, you get what you get and you, and you don't, don't throw, throw a fit. fit. Yep. That sucks. So yep. mark that down. I will not be... Having my last meal in Texas because I want my turkey skin. Yeah. Uh, So I did find one interesting article about the three men that mostly shines light on Sean Barry's past. Oh, okay. So I'm going to link it in our show notes, but there's a lot of information there that is good. And I feel like I can't do it justice without reading the entire article here. Gotcha. Um, But the article is called Unfathomable Crime. Unlikely figure by Rick Bragg, published with the New York Times on June 17th, 1998. Now, I did not get into a discussion with my James about this um, case. Uh, I was a little worried, too, because, you know, James. Um, But during the trial of Sean Barry, the prosecution conceded that he was not a white supremacist. But they argued that he was just as responsible for James's murder as the other men and suggested that he might have been like a thrill killer. Um, so I think, I think they felt like they just needed him to be named as something. 
So his attorneys had brought in three black men who actually knew him. And they testified that he was not a racist. Interesting. So Sean claimed that Lawrence and John were almost entirely responsible for the crime. He said he tried to stop them from attacking James until Lawrence threatened to do the same thing to him. I can see that playing out. I so can see that playing Um, out. Lawrence is a piece of shit, clearly. Yeah. Okay. So Lawrence, however, testified that Sean had cut James's throat before he was tied to the truck. So do you remember that Sean had brought that up? Yeah. Okay. So the jury decided that minimal evidence supported that claim. So I know that Sean said early on to police that that happened, but I'm not sure why he would have brought it up if it was him who did it. Why would he go, oh, and his throat was cut? And then later be like finding out that he's the one that did it. Why would he have even offered up that piece of evidence? Yeah. Because actually that, under the bus. that piece of evidence may not have even come up if Sean had not said it. Because remember, the head came off of the torso. It was right. decapitated. So you may not even have known because you may not have seen the mark. I don't. So why would he have put himself out like that? I don't know. Um. Sean was spared the death sentence, and instead he was given a sentence of life in prison. So as of 2020, he was living in protective custody at the Texas Department of Criminal Justice Ramsey Unit and will be first eligible for parole when he's 63 years old um, in June of 2038. So he spends 23 hours per day in an eight by six foot cell. How big is this bathroom word? (laughs) Hell if I know. I think it might be smaller than this. That's enough to make a person go insane. Not that he's not already crazy, because he probably is a little bit crazy, but... that's I mean, deservingly. Yes. He's there. But that's small. That is very Um, So, he gets one hour for exercise. So, Sean Berry married Christy Marcantel on March 10th, 2000, in a by-proxy ceremony. Why? And how did he meet a woman? By proxy ceremony. Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. So according to Wikipedia, married by proxy is a wedding in which either the bride or the groom are not physically present. Um, some Someone can stand in for the wedding, kind of like a placeholder. So if both partners are absent, it's a double proxy wedding. Um, so essentially... Uh, Sean could not be there, so they had a fake groom stand in, and so they're technically married, but he just couldn't be there. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I... <laughs> I why? I don't know anything about her. I don't know why she would have wanted to marry him. <laughs> Knowing that he's in prison, I have... This is a laughable thing. I have, I have no desire to marry people in prison. I, you don't have a desire to marry people outside of prison. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I like, oh, a, a nice, loving, very emotional cry your eyes out wedding. I don't like the piece of paper. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I I would not marry a by proxy anything. No. Did Stupid. she have to kiss the proxy? I have so many questions about this. That's for... Did they consummate the marriage? Well... Probably not. Is that a real thing? That you're not really married unless you consummate the marriage? No. Oh. (laughs) I knew that. I was just seeing if you did. I love you. You know. (laughs) Oh, God. 
So on March 22nd, 2003, what? March 22nd? Yes, March 22nd, 2003. Why is that an important date? 2003 is when you graduated. Well, what's about the March 22nd part? That's my birthday. We're just coming up. Yeah. Where I'll be 38. 38. I know. I'm older than you. 38, though. We'll be 38. I'll be 38 on March 16th. Yes. So on March 22nd, 2003, James Byrd Jr.'s only son, Ross, went to speak with Sean in prison. Why? So Ross Bird became a death penalty opponent after the convictions of the men. And he was accompanied by Martin Luther King III, son of yes. slain rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. And he, um, he is also a death penalty opponent. So Ross said that he did not feel anger towards this man. Ross said that he was glad to hear Sean's version of what happened to his father. He exited the prison with a smile. And then told the Beaumont Enterprise, quote, he seemed sincere. Situations happen. Won't nobody never know what really happened, but those three men and God. So waiting outside during the prison conversation was actually Ross Bird's mother, his two sisters, Sean Barry's brother, Lewis, and grandmother, and activists for the Abali, uh, Abali, <laughs> Ab abolition of death penalty. So all these people are out there waiting while these two had the thing. So Lewis, which is Sean Barry's brother, stated, quote, he wants to answer any questions that the Bird family or Martin Luther King III or the world for that matter might have. So Sean's doing all he can to make this better. Um, I personally think he was not as he okay so while he was involved i don't think he wanted to be i do believe wholeheartedly that his life was fucking threatened by lawrence 100 percent. lawrence is the biggest piece of shit here followed by john and then sean i feel like was just there yeah um maybe that's out of line for me to say but going by ross ross kind of seems to believe such as well. Otherwise, why would he go visit him? Right. Of course. Um, Sean Barry's appeals have all been exhausted. Um, so the time for the meeting seemed right. In 1999, the city of Jasper erected the James Burr Jr. Memorial Park in his honor. Nice. This is the second memorial park that we've talked about. The first one was for uh, Jessica Ridgeway mm -hmm. in Colorado. Colorado. The park has a basketball court, a playground, and picnic tables. In 2001, the Texas governor, Rick Perry, signed the James Byrd Hate Crime Act into the law. So his mother, Stella. Stella! Do you know what's that from? What is that from? I'm going to have to Google that. It's, every time I hear it's the a word movie Stella, thing. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's a movie or a TV show. Stella! Is it Seinfeld? Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched Seinfeld. I feel like Stella was a name on Seinfeld, like of one of the people's mothers. I feel like that might be it. I don't know. Um, so she was instrumental in ensuring the passage of the legislation. So in 2009, the United States Congress passed the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act, which President Barack Obama signed into the law. So Matthew Shepard, do you know that name? No. 
Okay. So he was a 21-year-old man from Wyoming. He was abducted by two men, Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson in 1998. So same time frame. Yeah. Uh, They drove him to an isolated area, tied him to a fence, and then brutally beat him and left him to die. Because he was gay. What? Yeah. Who cares? Why is this bothering people so much? It was 1998. It was a little oh, more. It was a, it was a little more. You reserved. Know, it was, yeah, that was the thing. Um, I know that we still have people who are like this, but like back then it was, it was very. There's an episode on Dawson's Creek. Yes. A couple episodes, I think, yes. centered around this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the new law extended the reach of the 1969 hate crime law by classifying crimes committed against people due to gender, gender identity, disability, and sexual orientations as hate crime. So on October 7th, 1998, an episode of Law & Order titled DWB. Regular Law & Order or SVU? Not it SVU, just says Law & Order. It's just regular Law & Order. Um, do you know what DWB means? Driving while black. Oh. So this episode referenced this murder within the plot of the story. But instead of three white supremacists, however, like these killers, there were three white New York police officers. And as the plot goes, the police officers stop and arrest a black man for no reason and then proceed to drag him to his death after tying them to the car. I don't know which is more disgusting. Oh. In 1998, the documentary Journey to Hate-Free Millennium was created, showcasing three United States hate crimes, including the shooting at Columbine High School, which we've referenced we've before. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly enough, it's back in our episode about Deidre Owens, mm-hmm. which we talked about at the beginning of this episode. Yep. Um, the death of a gay student, Matthew Shepard, and the execution of James Byrd Jr. The documentary won over 100 film and educational awards and has been used in schools all over the world as a means to stop hate. Is this what you watched? Oh, no. This next one is the one I watched. In 2003, a movie about the crime titled Jasper, Texas, that's the name of it, was produced and aired on Showtime. I did watch the movie. Um, It stars John Voight. I did not get into in this. I did not get into like uh, the perspectives of really everything. This could be a larger case. I could have spoken about like the officials. Mm-hmm. I could have spoken about the detective. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it. I mean, if you want to watch it, we can watch it at some point. Um, it's rough. They don't hold back. Oh, Lord, no. Um, at one point, the KKK came into town and so did um, the Black Panthers, which that's fun when they're there at the same time. The Black Panthers wanted to march, right? Um, the detective on the case was white. That was an issue for everybody because it's a hate crime. But the detective got along. His best friend was black. It was, it's a whole thing. But yes, at one point, they came at the same time. Oh, Lord. Could you fucking no. imagine? 
Um, so while employed as a radio DJ at station WARW in Washington, D.C., Doug Tratch, also known as the Grease Man, made a derogatory comment referring... Referring? Referring? Yes. Again, does not matter at the time of day. Does not. Um, so he referred to James Bird after playing Lauren Hill's song, Doo-Wop, that thing. Do you know that song? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the February 1999 incidents proved catastrophic to his radio career, um, igniting protests from black and white listeners. Just everybody was like, uh, gross. You're fucking gross. Um, so he was quickly fired. He lost his position as a volunteer deputy sheriff. Oh, my God. Yeah, that all happened in Falls Church, Virginia. Um why, why do why? you, when you have like a platform like us, that let's just, I mean, I know we're not awesome, awesome. We're just a little awesome. Um, right. But people hear us all over the fucking world. Yeah. Not just in our little community, but all over the fucking world. When you decide you're going to be racist on the why? platform. Because people like to be like, oh, freedom of speech. No. Canceled. Sorry. You know how racist I am? Not at all. My boyfriend's black. But um, also, I don't like running. So clearly, I'm not a racist in any term of the world. Zero. I don't understand racism. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Do racist people, black, or racist people, like white supremacists and whatnot, do they not use black colored ink? Or crayons either? Oh, I don't know. Do they not? Wear because black are they clothing? racist against the color black? That's what we're going here, right? Is that yeah. what that means? Right. So do they not like black anything? Like our microphone is black. Would they not have that? Your glasses are black. My leggings are black. My I don't soul understand. Is black. <laughs> yeah, um, my heart is pretty black. Um, so I don't understand. Is what it what exactly did the black people do to make you not like them? I don't. I understand. don't understand. It's just because they're black. So like black bears, do we not like them? I don't understand. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? It is. Does it go to all black? Because there are variation variations right. of black people. There's brown people. There's black people. There's caramel-looking people. Um, are we grouping them all together? Because I'm pretty sure we are. If your understand. skin doesn't look like my skin, then we have a problem. I don't but get it. does it go to? I, I don't, don't get it. I don't understand. Do they not drink black coffee? They have to have creamer in it. I don't understand. I don't chocolate milk. Do they not drink chocolate milk? Chocolate? Um, do they? Do they only eat? Oh my chocolate? god! I could never be racist. You know I don't what I'm saying? get it. I don't understand. Do they not eat the so brown m I just don't. Uh, I just don't understand what like a person's color of skin has to do with anything. Anything. That's why I'm like, do you just not like the color black or brown? Brown is one of my favorite colors. I know it is. I quite like it too. I'm usually wearing black or gray or it's gray in there too. Oh my god. Oh, I, I is there a, a rule book because oh you know what I bet you the KKK have a rule book I might need to read it to understand it a little bit more I still would go what the fuck are you talking about yeah it but would I, not make sense to me but but I, I don't understand look at it. but I don't understand why we're just going because this person is black we have an issue why you've never even spoken to that person or or gotten to know them so how are you making an assumption so it based can't on the cover? be just the color because I'm sure they have black things um. 
It's got to be towards the people. I don't know. Somehow the color of your skin changes who you are. No, that's not how that works. I don't get it. Me either. It's not how that works. I think if I were black, I'd still be funny as fuck. Absolutely. I think I might be better off if I were black. I... Because holy never needing a tan they are so fucking beautiful i can't even take it you know i remember this one time as a child we i was exchanging gifts with one of my cousins um deidre but she's currently going through a name change deirdick deidre oh and she's changing it to kalea because it's oh my god that's a beautiful kalea yeah Um, how did she come up with that well it's hawaiian for oh that makes something That means something beautiful. Those Hawaiians know. But she is one of the best people I've ever met in my life. Of course, she's my cousin. I was exchanging Christmas gifts with her, and I got her makeup. Now, I must have been, like, 12 or 13. And I never realized that black people have to have certain kinds of makeup because it doesn't show up on their skin like it does for a white person. And I felt like the biggest piece of crap in the universe. Oh. Well, you didn't know. Because I didn't know. You didn't know. Yeah, there's a lot we don't know. And maybe that makes us ignorant in some way, but... But I just thought, oh, they're just like me. So exactly. it doesn't matter. You know, I didn't wasn't even thinking about their skin at all. Mm-hmm. At all. I'll t- yeah. I know. I get you. Landon has a lot of little black friends. Landon also wants to be a police officer. And this has come into discussion a lot. He was playing with a little black boy at a park. And the little black boy was fine. He wanted to be cuffed. And the mother went, are you fucking kidding me? She lost her mind. I remember you and I said, me. And that's why people are racist, because the little white police officer boy and the little black boy had no problem with this. But your son and my son now could become racist because you're over here making a big deal about it. Right. All it was was two boys playing. Yep. 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 They were both fine, had no issues. She went and made a big deal about it and then grabbed her son by the arm and left like a crazy person. I was like, dear God. And then I had explained to my son later about what was going on. He was oh like, gosh. he was he like, didn't understand. why didn't she want him playing with me? And I said, I don't know. Maybe she thought you had chicken pox. Because sometimes so people in world are fucking crazy yeah. and they have issues. And I did tell him, I said, it was a skin color thing. And he's like, what do you mean? Yeah. And I was like, Yep. Yep. Some people can see colors of skin. Other people can't. And, you know, I remember saying this to Ryan when he was in, like, first grade or something. And he was trying to explain to me this kid or whatever. And and when I finally saw the kid that he was explaining, he was a, a black kid. And I'm like, oh, you mean the kid with the brown skin? And he was like, oh. Yeah, he never yeah, saw it. Never saw it. Mm-hmm. Had no idea. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I get it. So in May 2004, two white teens, Joshua Lee Talley and John Matthew Fowler, were arrested and charged with criminal mischief for... What did they do? They went to James Byrd Jr.'s grave and put racial slurs and profanities all over it. Why? Who is raising these people? I don't get it. Again, the white population in Jasper, Texas is less than the black population, and yet we're still going to be doing this shit. James Byrd Jr. was buried near an old iron fence. Okay, so there was there was a fence, an iron fence, that segregated the cemetery. Because, Disgusting. well, it was back in that time. So 
I know it's disgusting now, but back in that time, remember, we can't. I know. I know. Um, so that fence that actually separated the black and white graves for more than 150 years was actually torn down in 1999. Good. I feel like that was far too late for that yes, to happen. Yes, it was. At least it happened. So his friends and family described him, James Burr Jr., as a friendly father and grandfather who was charismatic, musically talented, and generally just well-liked. Just generally well liked. So his grave now actually has these. I want to say it's the same fence, but it looks like the same fence at the very least. Um, it's around just his grave, and uh, honestly, I mean, it doesn't. It's not going to stop anybody because anybody could go over that fucking fence. Um, I hope they land on a spike. Me too. But um, I think it's more or less just a protection thing. Um, yeah. But that that that's the story. Of James Byrd Jr. This one hit deep. This one made me angry and and sad. Yeah, I I really like I said it was all by happenstance that I found it because I was just looking up fucking food. Yeah, because I'm a hungry girl. I'm a hungry girl too. There's a chance I may have ate all of that food that I requested. Oh, I would definitely try to eat it. Roll me over to the lethal injection, please. <laughs> Yep. You might need to bring it here. Um, yep. I don't care if I feel sick. I'm going to be dying. Um, but. Yeah. Fuck. This was a rough one, y'all. You know what's really rough about it, too, is that it happened not that long ago. 1998. Like, we were alive. Yeah. Yep. We were teenagers, and I didn't even know about it. And I think that's what pisses me off yeah, the most. Yeah, same. How the fuck didn't I know? Yeah, same. So my heart goes out to the Bird family. Um, and if I lived anywhere near Jasper, I would totally visit. Those of oh, you around Jasper, Texas, uh, or Louisiana, because it's right there, uh, go go visit. Send us a photo if you do. Yes, that'd be uh, awesome. Give our love while you're there. Tell them Ashanda sent you. I mean. Or allegedly. Or Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's who we... Tomato apple salad. Ashley and Amanda send, send their yep. love and support. Yep. Um, because, fuck me. Holy. I just don't understand. I don't get it either. I, we usually end with saying if you enjoyed this episode, but none of us did. None of us did. The only thing that I'm glad about this episode is that we now can sit here and remember James Bird Jr. Yeah, yeah. What I do have to say is that life has not fucking changed in 2023. Nope. People are still fucking gross. Yep. It's a sad, sad, sad world. It's only getting sadder by the day. Yep. It is. I don't. I got nothing. I got nothing. Well, meet us every Friday when the clock strikes 1.13 a.m. for a new episode. And as always, make sure you stay alert. Stay salty. Stay intact. Also, like, if you see something, say something. See. Say. Yes. Okay. That's really for you. You're over here like, I see shit. I don't want to look. Yeah, because I'm terrified it's going to ruin my life. Like, mentally. Yeah. I'm going to be mentally. But and what, then if, how much what, if, what if you're the one person who finds that thing and nobody else does? And then it ends up in the garbage. The landfill. Yeah. And then it's never yeah. solved. You're right. I'm wrong. I know. I know you are. I know. I know. I know you are. I'm going to do better. Okay. See something. Say something. Yep. See something. Say something. That's a great story. 
<laughs> See you next episode.